0: A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajeem Bismillah ar-Rahman ar Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasooli wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa wa barakatuh wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah we have reached Surah Al-Qadr And uh, it's interesting that it's falling on the first night of inshallah Layat Al-Qadr yani, Or one of the first like Or this is like the beginning of the ten nights of Ramadan Right? So it's a good timing inshallah I didn't plan it this way Allah plans, right? We plan and Allah plans <laughs> So, so Surah Al Qadr, Surah number 97. And although it's just five ayat, again, mashallah, the depth of the Surah and the lessons there are profound. But again, we'll try to just give you glimpses and some reflections of what the depth of the Surah is about. So, just to to do a quick refresher on the previous Surah, which was the previous Surah? Al Alaq, right? What was the main theme? The theme was read, educate yourself, right? Don't be arrogant and don't be ignorant. If you if you don't if you forgot yesterday, remember these two words: don't be arrogant, and don't be ignorant. Because if you don't read, you become ignorant. If you don't become if you do become ignorant, then you will become arrogant. It's a chain. You see that? And if you link it even to the the surah before that, which was surah to teen, realize that you have potential. Realize you have a ruh. Don't forget that. If you realize you have a ruh and you take care of it, we will make you. And then when you realize that and you have that potential, then you will read. When you read, you will have humility. When you have humility, then you will be of benefit. You know, so you see how it's all connected. Um, and so here Allah is, in a way, answering the, uh, the command, right? In the previous surah, it was "Read." Like what? Read, what? Not mention, right? Here Allah is answering. فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ أَنزَلْنَا what? We revealed down what? The Qur'an. So the answer is in the surah. You see how it's connected? Read. Now Qur'an. So this, is, this surah is all about Laylat Al-Qadr and the fact that Allah revealed the Qur'an in it. So sometimes a lot of people, they just focus on the night, the night, the night, the night. Allah is highlighting what? He's highlighting the Qur'an in the surah. Okay. We revealed it. أَنزَلْنَا who? He didn't say under the Qur'an. Who? Why didn't he spell it out for us? He assumes we already know. And even if disbelievers are listening, he assumes they know. Because the Prophet has been you know, talking about this all the time, all the time. And so, alaq um, was about how revelation began, right? How revelation began and the whole story. This is about when it began. The Revelation began in the night of Qadr. And, you know, from... Uh, just a normal perspective. Qadr is one of the late qadr is one of the nights of uh, the last ten nights of Ramadan, right? Which night is it? We don't know. There's some people say twenty-seven, some people say odd night, and you know I'm not going to get into the debate of what's you know hadith is sound and which is because that's not my field. You need to ask fuqaha But for the most part, what I do and what I advise all of my brothers and sisters to do is to give your maximum the last. 10 or even 11 nights, because you don't know if it's odd, even, you know, sometimes we think we fasted, started the fast in the right manner, but you're one day behind, one day forward. So just, I mean, don't gamble with this, you know. Don't put all your eggs in one basket like they say. Don't just say, ah, it's 27, khalas. So uh, do your best. And in the previous surah, it ended with, وَسْجُدْ waqtarib," Right? And prostrate and get close. Get close to, get close to Allah, and so here Allah is telling us, how do you get, get close to Me? Where, when do you need to get close to Me the most? It's these nights. Layatul al-Qadr. Get close to Me here. And Subhanallah, you know, um, if you're if you're close to Allah on this night, then that means you're close to Allah for an entire lifetime. Because we, we'll study about later on what it means. min Better than a thousand months. Technically in the Arab, like. Uh, Idioms, they used to use this terminology for infinity So sometimes we calculate huh, How much is a thousand months And 83.4 and all. What this basically means is infinity Your life And you know, how many years are we going to live again you know, 70, 80 So it's more than what you're going to live So get close to them One thing I forgot to mention to you about Allah in the previous surah said Remember the forelock that lies that disposition here what do we do in sujood that same position that lies and denies and is arrogant we place it down in sajda so it's interesting parallel right the same nausea that's lying Allah saying wasjud waqtarib and so um, some interesting things that mufassirun have said about searching for the night right so there is um, 30 words in this surah if you count the number of words are 30 and the 27th word is Hiya which means that's it you know so some ulama of they've they've gone to the you know uh, view that or opinion that Hiya means 27th because it's, it's placed the, you know Hiya as a word in the Quran in the Surah is the 27th word out of 30 another interesting thing is that Laylatul Qadr the term Laylatul Qadr is mentioned three times mentioned how many times? three times in, the, uh, in this uh, surah, and Laylat al-Qadr. If you count the number of letters, it's nine letters. So if you multiply nine by three, twenty-seven. So there are just some things. I mean, not that I'm saying it's twenty-seven, but some muftesurun. Just I found it interesting that how, like, they search for this night so much. Yeah, ma sha Allah. It's all ijtihad. Yeah. So I would be Allahy rajeem Bismillah ar rahim Inna anzzalnahu fi Laylat al-Qadr. Again, Inna we Right to show that royalty, it's a big deal. Anjalnahu, we have revealed it. What the Qur'an. Feel al Qadr during or in the night of the late of Qadr. And so first of all, Allah is setting the tone that this is a big deal. And you know, I keep saying this, but we need to first of all appreciate and realize how big of a deal al Qadr is, number one, and appreciate the Qur'an, because Allah is mentioning both, right? Anjalnahu. We revealed it in the night of power. That's how special Qur'an is. Now compare this to how special Qur'an is in your life, in your heart. How big of a priority it is in your life. You know, how connected you are. How much effort are you putting to connect to this book and to understand it. And subhanAllah, just yesterday in Salah, uh, during Taraweeh, this thought came in my mind that uh, people who do not understand Arabic and they stand in salah for like an hour, Taraweeh, right? What's going on in their mind? just—I was just wondering, you know. It's, uh, I'll ask someone one day, inshallah, I'll share with you then. But uh, I was wondering, and it's must be, and you know, I had a friend once who told me that Whenever I stand in prayer, I cry. So I was like, mashallah, that's great, It means you have connection with the Quran and. You have taqwa. I said, "That's great. I wish I was like you." Yani, this is a gift from Allah. And he's like, "No, no, no, bro. I don't cry because I understand the Quran. I'm crying because I don't understand anything. And I know this is Allah talking to me, but I don't understand anything. So this is cries of guilt, cries of like regret that what have I done my entire life? Why can't I, Yani, read and understand this book? And so um, you know, I'm not calling people to." Understand and read Arabic, and you know learn Arabic. But of course, that's important for those of you who are serious to connect with the Quran. Even like these reflections that I do with you, these are actually my reflections of through my lens. Like you're listening to my uh, interpretation, or not interpretation, because I'm not a mufti, but it's my reflections on how I see the Quran through my lens, through my experiences. So, I mean, some of the things you might connect with, some you might not. But when you read the Quran with your lens, it's a different ball game. Yeah. It's a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, same goes with Tafsir book, right? You we read the Tafsir based on the lens of the Mufassir. So that's nice. You get some nice things. But when you read it through your own lens, that's a different thing. So Inna Anjalnahu, we we sent it down, not who, not Jibril. You know, to, for those who think that maybe Jibril sent it down or. Uh, that these are the words of the devil Remember the, all these accusations that the kuffar are making Allah is saying no, no, no We revealed it down إِنَّا al qadr. And uh, here Allah is also you know, hinting to the um, act of preserving the Quran We have sent it down So that means we, meaning Allah and all his angels Everyone is like protecting this book Don't think that you're going to mess around with it And this theme was repeated in surah Al-Qalam, right? That Allah, why does He use the pen? Because we preserve knowledge through the pen, and Allah preserved the Quran through the pen. And um, you know, interestingly, Anzalna is different than Nazzalna. Very subtle difference in the Arabic language between Nazzala and Anzala. Okay, and so in this in this ayah, Allah is saying Anzala, which means to send down all at once, whereas Nazzala means to send uh, down something. Gradually Okay Something gradually Now you could argue Wait a second But I thought Quran Was revealed Gradually through uh, About like 23, Over 23 years That's true You'll find ayat Where Allah talks about uh, Quran being sent down Gradually through the word Nazala But why did Allah use Anzala here So there's different views But one view that I found interesting Was that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, You know how The Quran entirely Is written in the lawh <laughs> al Right Allah sent it down to uh, what's known as Bayt Al-Izzah, which is like the, the closest heaven to us. So it's sent down in its entirety in the closest heaven. And then during Revelation, during the 23 years of Revelation, of the Prophet as the situation and circumstances arise, the ayat would come down to him gradually. So it was anzala all at once to, the, to Bayt Al-Izzah, it's known as uh, the, the first dunya or the first heaven. And then was sent down gradually over different periods, different situations, different locations. That's why you have ayat Mekhiya and Madaniya, okay? So that's why anzalna so that Nuzul in one go happened in that night. And here also Anzala, what else comes down from the sky? Rain, right? Which is a symbol of uh, hope, right? Because um, here Allah is telling us, just like rain comes down and brings life to the earth, just like that, I've sent down the Qur'an to bring life to the hearts of human beings. To bring life to the, to the ruhs of the human beings. And through, the, through enlightening oneself with guidance of the Qur'an, what happens to life around us? It also becomes full of life, right? And guidance. So, um, interesting parallel here. And um, what does the word Qadr mean? This is a long discussion And since this is the name of the surah I want to spend some time on it So Qadr um, you know, These are some uh, different interpretations One meaning the decrease for the coming year We know that Allah decides Basically in this night What's going to happen For the coming year And th- that's not truly accurate Because Allah has already written down Everything that's going to happen okay? Allah ha- Al-Alim He knows everything that's going to happen So what, how does this fit in with this idea? Basically what happens is it's, uh, Imagine that Allah knows everything But he, you know, certain angels are told What's, what's going to happen in the coming year The coming year's plan is given to the angels okay. But Allah already knows What's going to happen in our entire life So it's just that these angels are given The annual plan you know, what, What's the action plan for this coming year They don't have the entire knowledge Who has the entire knowledge? Allah mm-hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala That's the way to understand this and Qadr um, also in the sense of he has decreed Qadr is also decree, right? Destiny, decreed So this is also known as the night of decree, the night of mercy What's the whole purpose of Nayt Al-Qadr? For us to clean up our slate, right? To clean up our sins, to do istighfar So that we can gain the mercy of Allah So that we can become of those who Allah actually does min مِنَ النَّارِ Allah says, this happens in these nights. al min al nar basically means that, it uh, means to free a slave, right? So in the sense, Allah is guaranteeing that fire, hellfire would not touch us. Hellfire is haram for certain people. Allah actually chooses in late to al-qadr to forgive people from hellfire. Khalas, you're, you're set free, just like that slave, you know? So that's one of the, the benefits of this. And so Allah decrees for certain people to get this blessing, this gift, in this night. That's why it's known as Dayat Al-Qadr. Some people Allah decrees for getting the, their sins wiped out and for their, their good deeds being accepted, you know, their salah and their siyam and the qiyam and reading Quran. All of these things get accepted in this uh, month or in these nights. And so Qadr also means nobility and honor, right? When you have nobility and honor, and this is an Urdu word also, you know, Right. He disrespected me, he didn't honor me And so Qadr, Allah here is telling us that this is a night of honor, of dignity And not only that, this Qur'an is a, a the book of dignity and honor also okay? So again to remind us of the, the, the honor and nobility of these two things The night and the Qur'an itself And Qadr also means appreciation, right? Qadr, to appreciate something And so here Allah is telling us that we need to appreciate this night. You know, some people, they don't appreciate the night much. For them it's just Qadr, you know. So they don't really struggle and do their best in this night. Allah is saying, no, 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 this is the night of Qadr. How can you not appreciate the night of appreciation? You know, and appreciate that I've given you this gift, this, you know, rewards that are equivalent to a lifetime of effort. Appreciate it, you know. Um. And don't just sleep through it Don't just like ignore it and go shopping for Eid or something Some people go shopping in these 10 nights You know Not that I'm saying shopping is haram But again, prioritize Do your shopping before <laughs> Plan properly You know And Qadr uh, also means to congest Remember فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَمَهُ وَأَمَّا إِذَا Mabtalahu فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رزقه. When he restricted his risk قَدْر also means to restrict and to congest So why, why that meaning? Because what happens in Al-Qadr? Angels come down Right? تنزلوا الْمَلَائِكَةِ And so here one of the things is And, and by the way they're, they're coming down Just for one moment of the night? No, they're coming down all night long Literally till Fajr حَتَّى مَطْلَعَ الْفَجْرَ So and how many angels in the heavens? You know, in one hadith we learned that Allah says that there's all the heavens and all the skies, there's like angels doing sajda in every single portion of the skies. Multiply that by all the skies. So angels are just doing sajda. And all of these angels are coming down in this night during this time period. And by the way, it's interesting that Allah said that So you know how like sometimes um, there's this TV show I remember I used to, I used to watch where uh, you know, the competition is that they allow the, comp- the participant to go into the supermarket with uh, that trolley, okay? And they give him like five minutes to get as many things as he wants, and, and whatever he can, can fit in his trolley is there for him to keep. So you see people running around, throwing whatever they can, and then time is up after five minutes, you know, limited time. Now, Allah, didn't, Allah could have done that, right? It's such a valuable Now compare like a trolley full of groceries Compared to A night of acceptance Of all your deeds For a lifetime Right That's what we call bonus Right Now Allah didn't say Okay you have like 15 minutes He gave you such a long time Right So it starts off from When does the night start? Yeah After Maghrib night starts All the way up to Fajr So that's how many hours? Just do the math Huh? Yeah. It's ten hours. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, mashallah, a long time to accumulate all these rewards. It's not like a short period. So we need to appreciate that the fact that it is, you know, uh, so so wide, and uh, no one has an excuse. Oh, I missed it. You know, man, fifteen minutes. I miss. I was in the traffic light. I got stuck, man. You know. I was busy. So we have the full night. And uh, another beautiful meaning is the night of power, right? You read this in the translation, the night of power. What does that mean? Are we supposed to go to the gym in this night or something, get more strong? The night of power. This night has the power to transform you. This night has the power to change you to the better. This book also that was sent down in this night has the power to transform human beings. And look at history. Look at the seerah of the Prophet right? How they transformed history, you know, from shepherds to uh, leaders, you know, and like countries and spreading throughout continents. This all happened from the blessing of this Qur'an. So the the power of the Quran, the power of this night, it has power to transform you. And here just some uh, tips also that I'd like to share with you is our approach to al Qadr has mostly been about forgiveness, right? See people crying, Ya Allah please forgive me, I messed up and this habit and that habit and Ya Allah give me Jannah, give me forgive my like you know, my parents and you make lots of du'a about like Jannah and protection from hellfire and that's pretty much it, right? But Allah is saying here You're missing the point, guys. Yes, that's great. Deleting your slates is great. But what next? You're deleting your slate so you can go back to your habits after Ramadan? Because that's the attitude we have, right? We want to delete the slate so you know then whatever we do it's a clean slate and then next year we clean up again. Allah is saying no no, this is the night of power. This is the night where we make powerful decisions in our life. Where we decide to transform. And so therefore, you know, dua is preferred, right? In these last ten nights. Allah is saying the du'as you need to be making in these nights are should be should be du'as of gaining power in your life and, and transforming yourself to the better and doing something amazing. Make du'as about like achievements. What are your goals? What are your visions for the next eleven months? This is the night to make those big goals. Those big commitments. And who's going to give you strength? Allah. To the night of power. You see? Different change of perspective. So, you know, sometimes we, we hesitate from making big decisions and making big commitments and aiming high in our lives, right? Why? Because I don't have power and it's too big. Allah saying, no, no, this is the night of power. This is the night where you need to ask for the, these big goals. So homework for all of us, write down what are the things you want to achieve in the next 11 months. Yes, ask for maghfira and for forgiveness and for you know, saving you from the hellfire and Jannah and all these things. But take advantage of these nights to achieve big things in your life. Because that's what we've been learning, right? Allah doesn't want us to be people of worship only. Amanu wa amilu salihat. You need to fulfill your purpose in life. What's your purpose in life? To make this world a better place so that you can go to Jannah. That's your ticket to Jannah Do something beneficial for humanity before you die Make this world a better place So you can go to Jannah And so If you have high ambitions This is the night Where you or this, These are the ten nights where you focus on your goals Literally goal setting exercise And you know the, the self development gurus They say you to you review your life plans And objectives once a year Laylatul Qadr These ten nights and extra bonus you, If your nia is right Allah is already going to reward you For an entire lifetime of achieving your vision Just by the niya, And like you know, putting effort, planning And so um, Take advantage of these nights Make dua for these nights For these big goals Okay um, And so another thing about Qadr Which again is a tragedy Of our times Is that Qadar is one of the pillars of iman. Correct or no? So we all know about iman you know, billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubi wa al These are the easy ones, right? Iman in Allah and his books and his messengers and his and the last day and which one did I miss? Angels, yeah. But Qadr is the sixth one and because it's the sixth one we just like say yeah iman bi qadar and we skip it. Right? And a lot of confusion and misconceptions Are, are around this concept of Qadr Which unfortunately are not being addressed It's a pillar of our Iman Pillar of our faith But yet such little is talked about it Why? Because people find it hard to explain the concept of Qadr They don't go into that thing you know? And so something that I just wanted to clarify Is that one of the problems we have Is that people who, have, who believe in destiny the wrong way they think that, oh, it's written for me to be poor. My father was poor, my grandfather was poor, and therefore I come from a poor family. And therefore, alhamdulillah, you know, Allah has... There's, it's my qadr to be poor. And so alhamdulillah, I'm happy and, you know, and I'm content. Rida I have that I'm poor. Because it's my destiny. You know, or uh, someone says that, you know, I just have bad luck. I, uh, you know, never get the, the job I want. My salary is like, you know, very low. It's my qadr. You know, and so the people become negative. They become pessimistic. They become people with no hope, no aspirations, no ambitions in life. Why qadr? Which is completely, completely wrong. And this actually started, you know, they say that this, this teaching started from the, uh, back in history where, where we had leaders of oppression. Okay? They actually spread these, Poisonous thoughts in the in the minds of their people. Why to control them? You know how they say religion is the opiate of the masses. It's like opium It drugs. It's people, so that they become basically people of no hope and no aspiration. So that leader can basically chill and relax and have power and control. And so, literally, that's what happened. They poisoned the minds of people, saying, "This is your qadr. You're a slave. of of You're my slave. You're you know you're going to work in my factories. You're going to not." Say anything You're gonna live In injustice That's your qadr And so that They drug people But subhanallah If you look at qadr It's actually The complete opposite Qadr is supposed to be That energy drink That gives you boost To do productivity How? Very simple way To explain You know I'm gonna explain this To you guys Just like I would Explain it to my Seven year old daughter So Allah puts us To certain situations In life Right And they may seem painful, difficult, right? But with every... And listen to this. This is a law of Allah. With every situation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens doors of opportunities of your next qadr. Okay. Qadr doesn't just stop there in that bubble. Yes, you're in that bubble. But there, if you just looked around, you would see pathways to other opportunities, would be, which would be the next... Phase of your life and the next qadr, okay? which is also part of the grand qadr of Allah. Subh'ana. So think of it this way Allah has this grand plan, this grand qadr, which is, the pen has already written, right? But then there are these mini qadrs, one leading to another, and you have choices to make. To make it very easy to understand, you have two daughters, okay? Two daughters that uh, their father died. The Qadr was what? That the father died. Now, we accept the Qadr and we respect the Qadr its destiny. Okay, of course, you have to have sabr and all these things. But then one daughter decides to continue her life, you know, making dua for her father, crying at night, being depressed, and, you know, just um, flat. Yani, uh, You know how, like, planes fly? The, the flight is from Bahrain to Kuala Lumpur. Right, that's the flight. You have two planes flying. One is flying in uh, low altitude, the other is flying in high altitude. Now, you know what happens with planes, right? If you fly in low altitude, what happens? It's not good for the plane, right? You're gonna get a lot of turbulence. But if there's, I think it's 37,000 feet or something, if you fly, in th- that's the optimal height. That's the optimal altitude, not height, right? altitude. And so if you fly in that altitude, what's gonna happen? Smooth ride, you know, smooth ride. And so, um, that's why a BMW and a Mercedes is more expensive than what? Than a 1960 Corolla, right? Why? It's a smoother ride. We like smooth rides. And so, here, are both planes going to arrive to call a KL? Yes or no? Who's going to have a rough time? The, the, the plane that decided to, to uh, fly in a low altitude. Was it, was it a decision that the pilot made? Yes. So coming back to the two daughters example One daughter decided to live a life of depression And sadness and just crying The other daughter This event of Qadr She saw a door of opportunity And she took it She leaped forward Into the next Qadr You know what the next Qadr was And this is a true story of a lady named Yasmin al-Husari She was the daughter of Mahmoud al-Husari Who was one of the topmost Qura' of, our, of you know, recent history Mahmoud al Mahmoud Khalil al-Husari, his name is If you don't know him, check him out Mashallah. He's like one of those top qura, Okay. So his daughter Yasmin, after her father died She decided to set up a Qur'an center in the name of her father You see, from that Qadr of death to the Qadr of Qur'an center She set up the Qur'an center, then she moved on to the next Qadr The Qadr of building a masjid, Masjid al hussari in Egypt After her father's name From that Qadr, she moved on to the next Qadr hospital in the name of her father. From that Qadr, she moved on to the next Qadr. She built an orphanage in the name of her father. From that Qadr, she moved on to the next Qadr, and she built you know, a breast cancer research center, research center. And from that Qadr, she set up a Quran learning institute in the name of her father. So you see the concept? Both daughters now. Qadr was there. Qadr was the same. But which... Qadr you, you decide to take next Do you take the qadr of you know, pessimism And just doing nothing about it Or do you knock on doors and search And, and subhanallah This is actually something that I have personally Also experienced yani. After the, you know, the, the death of my father May Allah have mercy on him uh, This was actually Subhanallah uh, A motivation for me To do something meaningful with my life Why? Because who's going to get the reward? Who's going to get the reward? My father, right? Because obviously, you know, this is one of the sadaqah jariyahs. This is one of the motivations we should have to have a lot of children. Which a lot of people are careful of, you know, they're limited to one and two. We should have a lot of children. Why? These, if you raise them well, they became, become, become your sadaqah jariyah. And so, wallahi, this is one of the motivations that, you know, I'm doing the steps. This is one of the motivations that, you know, helped me, you know, improve my uh, iman and, you know, get closer to Allah and understand the Quran more and improve my relations with others. Why? Because who's going to get the reward while in his grave and inshallah on the day of judgment? My father. So that moment of qadr, which which seemed negative, became all of a sudden what? A blessing in disguise. You know? Literally, a blessing in disguise. And so... um, because, you know, my father would, inshallah, may Allah accept what I'm doing, but inshallah, my father would appreciate this stuff, right? I don't right know. Had this incident not happened, Allahu A'lam, but maybe these doors wouldn't have opened. So this, this incident caused these doors to open. So is that clear, this point? This is the concept of Qadr, really, that we need to understand. So Qadr is actually that energy pill that gives you the boost. Qadr is that, moti- it's that moment of motivation. Whenever you go through these major incidents in your life, that you, you should know consciously that this is an opening of the next stage. You know how like you play Angry Birds one stage to another, right? Exactly the same thing. Qadar is just one stage after Our life is made up of stages. But if we played, it, if we played the game the right way, man, we'd be moving from one stage to the bigger stage, to a bigger stage, to a bigger Qadr, to a bigger Qadr and a bigger Qadr. If we only understood qadr well This is belief in qadr This is the concept of qadr This is powerful stuff And this yani If the ummah understood This fundamental pillar of iman Allah wants us to be people of motivation motivation, People who aim higher It's part of our iman But what have we made it? We have made it uh, Qadr I'm in an apartment You know, It's qadr I drive a you know, 1970 you know, Datsun it's my qadr. I have a low-paying job, my qadr. Alhamdulillah, you know. I'm happy. Clean the garbage, alhamdulillah, I'm happy. And, you know, like my barber keeps telling me this also because, you know, I talk to him about how things are back in India. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but barbers are born into barber families. And they marry into barber families. This caste system, literally. You, you, and yeah, they don't marry, like, a farmer, like... Farmer's daughter, like barbers, only get married into barber families. So this is like the qadar system completely, you know, brainwashing these people. Yani, yeah. <laughs> they're stuck in that for life, for generations and generations to come. You will be barber, and that's it. That's it, yani. Yeah. That's your Qadr So Subhanallah. Thank, yani. Yeah, we thank Allah for this concept of qadar, yeah, Next time you see this, and let's let's try to look at some examples, yani. Yeah. The Qadr of facing the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire For the believers opened doors to expanding the Islam To the entire, you know uh, Different continents of the world The threat of Musa alaihissalam, The mother of Musa a.s. The Qadr for her was Child was going to be killed Pharaoh is killing children in the thousands What did she do? Throw him in the river The Qadr for Musa next was End up in the palace what does the mother do send the daughter qadar was reuni- re- reunion between the mother and the son next qadar the murder accidental murder next Qadr, median. next qadar becoming a prophet and subhan look at the choice of words allah says thumma ala qadarin allah subhanahu tells musa you have come to your destiny ya musa when he talks to him on the mount, جئت, then you came على قدرن Ya موسى you came. This was your destiny. Yusuf alayhi salam was it not for him being imprisoned, he would not be the Aziz of Masr. He wouldn't be the minister of Masr. You know, it was part of it, but he took advantage of it. You know, and so there's so many you know ideas here about uh, you know once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi He passed by, it was Fajr time, Salah time And he passed by, uh, uh, you know, Ali ibn Abi Talib And his daughters uh, Fatima's house And they were sleeping And so he told them, wake them up He's waking them up You don't want to wake up And so Ali ibn Abi Talib says uh, Inshallah, if Allah wills, he'll wake us up, yani So Rasulullah hit him, literally, on his thigh And corrected his understanding and said No, don't uh, blame Qadr for your laziness, yani Wake up, you know, wrong understanding He said Wakana l- insanu akthara That insan is verily argue, He always argues and comes up with these justifications yeah. No, wake up man, don't blame Allah and expect Allah to wake you up yeah. And so um, similarly Once Umar ibn Khattab was entering into a city And um, he uh, found out that there was a plague in that city so he tells us, guys, 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 we need to leave, man We're not going to this city So one guy, um, he stood up and he said Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, are you fleeing away from your qadr? You know what he said? He says, yes, I'm fleeing away from one qadr to another qadr SubhanAllah You know, if someone said, said that to us would be like, no, 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 and then you'd go back there, right, in the plague He said, no, I'm fleeing from one qadr to another qadr It's all qadr you know, don't mix both things up, yani. Subhanallah. So, um, also, um, Rasul sallallahu uh, alaihi was asked about medicine, right? Like taking medicine when you're sick, isn't that going against qadar? Shouldn't you just sit there and expect Allah to heal you and stuff? So, Rasul said, "Ad-dawa' huwa min Allah. That medicine is part of qadr Allah When you take that medicine. You will be healed And that's part of the Qadr of Allah also You know So Allah You know Prophet would would uh, This concept of Qadr Was crystal clear for the Sahaba You know Because they used to ask The right questions Now what are the questions We're asking You know Do I pray like this Or like this You know Do I do Salam like this Or like this You know And (laughs) so We don't ask the right questions Because We're not getting the right answers And so we need to address these things And these are life-changing lessons And um, So Being content with the present That doesn't mean not being content with the present but Don't confuse the thing You're content with what Allah has decreed for you in this Qadr But you're going to search for that next Qadr You see You're content, you're happy But you're constantly locking, moving Doing something Using Qadr as your motivation for that next thing It's like that red bull that you're having constantly Hmm? good to great constantly good to greater good to greater because there's no end you know and there's no shortcut to greatness just getting constantly greater and greater yeah choices choices and being optimistic and we're near optimistic the secret right law of attraction if you're positive you will see opportunities if you're negative opportunities will be knocking on your door but you'll be making istighfar and dua ya allah And opportunities are there and they're passing by. You don't see them. Yeah, you're scared. So Qadr, Iman Qadr, gives us energy to aim higher and become more productive. So that is Layat Al Qadr, guys. Layat Al Qadr is the night of transformation. Just think of it this way. This is your opportunity this year. These ten nights that are coming is an opportunity for you to take your life to the next level. So, upgrade your du'as, ask for higher things, aim higher, be specific in what you ask for. You know, measurable, all these like important things, you know, the smart objective, specific, measurable, attainable, all these, you know, realistic, concrete. And wallahi, if you do it with the right intentions, Allah is saying, it's a night of power, night of qadr, I'll make it happen for you. Just ask, just make that commitment. What motivation do we want? We don't need a, uh, like a self-development workshop. Laylat al-Qadr is that opportunity, that window of ten nights, where you, inshallah, aim higher and upgrade. So then Allah, sa- Allah says, "Wama adraka laylat al What clue? What can make you know what is Laylat al-Qadr? You have no idea. And you know in the Quran, Allah sometimes says, "Wama adraka" in the past tense. Sometimes He says, "Wama yudrika." Yudrika. What's the difference? Adraka is the past. Yudrika is present and future whenever allah says wama yudrika he doesn't answer He doesn't answer he says you don't you you won't know and he doesn't answer it but when he says wama adraka in the past then he answers it wama adraka and so similarly wama adraka mahia narun hamia wama adraka matariq an najmu thaqib right wama adraka malhutama. Ma he always answers it. But interestingly, in, in this surah, he says, He doesn't say, What does he say? This has not happened anywhere else in the Quran. He's emphasizing, Laylatul Qadr better than a thousand nights. So, again, to show us emphasis. And here Allah is saying, ma adraka ma What clue do you have of what al Qadr is? What did Allah teach us in the previous surah? Allam ma lam ya'lam. He taught the human being what he doesn't know. So, again, humble check here. Allah is refreshing our lesson from previous class. Don't forget to humble yourself. You don't know. You don't know when al Qadr is. And maybe this is part of the rahmah of Allah that He hid it from us. You, you guys know the story, right? Sahaba were fighting. Rasulullah knew when it was. Sahaba were fighting. Allah made him forget it, right? And so, um, maybe it's a blessing to give us a humble check. You don't know when it's, which, which of these ten nights it is, you know? And maybe it's a blessing in disguise that uh, for people t- not to be lazy. Otherwise, if we knew it was, let's say, the 22nd or 21st or whatever, then people would just do ijtihad in that night and then party the rest of Ramadan, right? Prepare for Eid and all that. And so... Um, وما أدراك, ما ليلة القدر. وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر And it's, it's as if Allah is saying what can I tell you about Laylat You know how we say that? That's وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر SubhanAllah um, القدر خير من الف شهر. This night again How many times laylatul Qadr is repeated? And there's such a short surah, three times repeated, three, three, three. So, Laylat it's better than a thousand months, better than 83 point, whatever, four months, uh, you know, or years. It's more, and it's better. Khayrun means many things, right? Not just the reward is more. The reward is better, even quality, not just quantity, quality, khair. So Allah uh, here is telling us that this is an opportunity for you to improve also. Because this is a night of improvement. Khairum and Elfishar. You know. And subhanallah this like lifetime reward is repeated every year for us. Every year. And you know, another important thing that we need to mention is like the the idea of Deleting your sins, right? For the sake of improvement. Not deleting your so you can go back to your sins. Deleting your sins to motivate you to go forward. Because you know what happens? People, they don't aim high and they don't decide to upgrade their life and, you know, aim higher and do something beneficial and meaningful. Why? Because what's dragging them back? Their sins. Their past. They're you know, maybe they're doing the, the new, maybe zina, alcohol, riba, haram, income, backbiting, I don't know. Maybe they killed someone, you know? So Allah's saying, every year I give you that window of opportunity to delete all your sins and move on with life. Move on to the next qadr of your life. And you know, here, maybe like, a listener who's been doing zina for the past 20 years He'd be asking Even me? Even Allah's gonna forgive me also? Yes The one who's been drinking alcohol for the past 20-30 years Even me? Allah's gonna forgive me? Yes Yes No matter how messed up you are And some, some you know, A question was posed Is it equivalent to deleting your sins in hajj? Is Layl al-qadr if, if you get Layl al-qadr And Allah accepts you Or your worship and whatever Is it equivalent to being deleted, your sins being deleted in hajj? What do you think the answer is? Yes. Yes. And why do people go to hajj? To delete all their sins. Allah is giving us every year this opportunity. You don't have to be someone who has money. eh? Every year. So why does Allah give us this window of opportunity? We need to understand, right? Why? Because he wants us to move on And do something better with our life You know Move on to the next qadr You see how it's all connected We did our sins So khalas Turn the page Forget it Forget your past No matter how messed up you are Forget it I'll I'll take care of that Don't worry about that Just just move on Khalas Go Another benefit of this is Why a thousand months Because some said you know it's not fair, خي, يعني, you know, Nuh alayhis He he did dawah for 950 years, he's getting ajar for 950 years, whereas we just live 70, 80 years. How, how can that be fair? Allah said, I'll make it fair for you. Here's Layl al-Qadr. Ya Allah, show me what you got, يعني. you know. Make dua, read Quran, do good deeds, and, you know, help someone, teach someone something beneficial. You know, give dawah to a non-Muslim, or even to your Muslim brother who's away from Deen. Pull them, because it's equivalent of lifetime of work. So, um, and don't forget to balance. A lot of people, you know, they just focus on ibadah, 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 and you know, just salah and, zakah and uh, I mean, salah and worship and Quran and the masjid. And that's good. You can do i'tikaf and stuff, but don't forget to call your mom and say I love you, mom. In Layt al-qadr. Don't put. Don't forget to put a smile on her face. Don't forget to buy her a gift. SubhanAllah, imagine buying your mom a gift or your parents a gift in little al-Qadr is like keeping her and, and bringing that smile on her face is like bringing her a sla- smile for her entire life. So we've limited to worship only rituals, right? No. Call up your relative, the one who you were upset with for the past six years, seven years because he didn't come to your wedding or because he didn't share his in- inheritance with your father. Go and forgive them this month. Visit them. Take some uh, pakore and jalebis with you and go. This, this is the time for that. These, these days, these nights are the nights for that kind of stuff. You know. This is the opportunity. And um, helping the poor. Don't forget the poor. Even if it's a hundred fils every day, a dinar every day. You know, whatever it is, da'im Just. Diversify your efforts yani. Balance your roles in these ten nights You know All these different roles Your wife, your kids Everything And Allah says al-malaikatu fiha." That the angels um, And the ruh. What's the ruh? Yeah, it's Jibreel al-malaikatu fi-ha. They, In this night they come down بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ With the permission of their master For every matter مِنْ كُلِّ very interesting point here about uh, angels and Jibreel ASL, coming down, right? Uh, Jibreel ASL, before used to come down on earth when? To reveal the Quran, right? But after the Prophet ASL, passed away, revelation stopped But Allah made him come down Think of it this way Allah asked Jibreel ASL, and his angels to come down to Just to review how is the state of my people with the Quran Are they still away from it Or are they getting closer to it Are they still reading Salah Without understanding what they're saying Imagine Just like imagine In that night Jibreel A.S. just You know Flying around the masajid The homes Just checking out This Quran That I spent 23 years Teaching the Prophet Sharing with him What is the state of the Ummah with this Quran You know would he be happy with me? Would Jibreel be happy with you? That you've yes, you've lived up to the Quran, you've made an effort to understand it, you've connected to it, you memorize it, you know, you know how to read it. Or would he be like, oh, man, this is this is the situation of my people with the Qur'an? You know, so Allah mentioned these things for us to think about, right? Why are the angels and and is coming down. He's reviewing. He's doing that check. And you know how sometimes, like when you mess up and um, you want to hide your mistakes, right? Like in companies, there's this, uh, the, the most hated person in companies is the auditor, the internal auditor, and even external auditors. Why? Because they're like the police, you know? They come and they check: uh, is this in the right place or not? Are you doing the right practice here? Are you? You know, violating any laws, any rules. And so they hate. Not not that I'm saying we should hate Jibreel (laughs) A.S. Astaghfirullah, but I'm saying that same concept. Jibreel A.S. is coming and he's reviewing. Reviewing, subhanAllah. Another thing that came to my mind about this reviewing is, you know, one of the things we need to do in this month is istighfar, right? Asking for forgiveness. So another tip here is, you know how like sometimes people do istighfarullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. You say it for a thousand times. But it's just lip service, right? If you think about istighfar, what is istighfar? Istighfar is actually, I call it sin scanning. Sin scanning. If you really internalize what istighfar is, when do you say istighfar? Or when are you supposed to say istighfar? When you realize you've messed up, right? And so it's as if Allah is telling us in in these nights, scan yourself. Look at all your habits and scan them. And the moment you, something triggers, alarm triggers, say, Astaghfirullah. Ya Allah, I admit, man, that, that bad habit, I need to get rid of it. Then scan more, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. And then one thing pops up. Oh, I'm doing dhulm to that person. Scan more, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. What did I do last year? Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, I did riba to that person, man. Astaghfirullah, Ya Allah. Scan, scan, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. 11 months, what else did I do? I I hurt my mother. Astaghfirullah. Call her up, mom. Forgive me. Because you know that if if our parents, especially your mother, if she's not satisfied with you as a son, no matter how many astaghfars you make, how many Quran khatmas you do, no matter how many hours you stand up at night crying in front of Allah, guess what? You're in danger, yani and serious danger and we know you know from the life of the, the sahabi right who um, his um, he was on the deathbed about to die and wasn't able to say the shahada so the the prophet asked the sahaba to go and see what the, the mother and ask the mother what's the situation so the the mother said that uh, you know he used to be unfair, he used to treat his wife better than he used to treat me. Subhanallah. And so uh, the Sahaba told the, 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 the Rasul told the mother, Forgive him. And she's like, well, I can't forgive him. He's all his life. So he said, Okay, Sahaba, go and uh, burn burn this guy. Go and just set him ablaze. So the mother freaked out, What? My son? So the Rasul said, yeah, your son, I mean, because if you're not going to forgive him, that's where he's going to go, so we might as well burn him in dunya. Yeah. Same thing And yeah. So then the mother said, no, 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 no. If that's the case, then I forgive my son. And so the, the sahaba said, the moment the mother forgave the son, he, he, he said the shahada and he died peacefully. Yeah. Subhanallah. So mothers, guys, like, really, let's clear, the, clean the slate with our mothers. Go to your mother today and, or every day of this, uh, these 10 nights, and ask her mom, Are you satisfied with me? Am I a good son? Is there anything wrong I'm doing? If, if there is, tell me now. Because if you're not happy with me, if you're not satisfied with me, I'm in trouble. Um, so, Tanazzalul Malaikatu war Ruhu The angels and the Ruh, they come, uh, and Jibreel, they come down. They come down. And uh, why Tanazzal and not Tatanazzal? Sometimes Allah uses the word tatanazal. Which one of them makes you feel that there is many angels coming down? Tatanazal, right? So it's interesting why Allah didn't use tatanazal al-malaikat because many angels are coming down. When else do angels come down? What are what are other tasks of tasks of angels? What keeps angels busy? Deaths, right? What's happening more frequently? Death is one night a year But death's happening every day Every moment Deaths are happening And so tatanazal is usually used for When death is involved SubhanAllah See precision of just one letter Addition addition to the word tatanazal versus tanazzal And um, Of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Also tells us that um, You know Beware of materialism Allah is reminding us because the Malaika and the Ruh is from the unseen world, right? Allah is telling us that don't forget that you get sucked up in 11 months of materialism and just physical world and physical pleasures and money and business and you know, beauty and all these physical seen things. Allah is reminding us that this night you need to balance your physical needs and physical life with the spiritual world also. Don't forget that there are angels out there watching you. Remember, Remind yourself that there is a surveillance system out there of angels. You know, So as you do istighfar, you're, you're bringing these angels in your conscious mind and, and thinking that, Ya Allah, now I'm aware. I'm not going to mess up. I know that you're watching me. I know you have a surveillance system of, of angels watching me. And Ya Allah, I want to I wanna connect spiritually also now because angels and, and ruha are from the unseen. They're from the uh, material, uh, immaterial world, right? The spiritual world. And so, hatta matla al-fajr. The last ayah, peace it is until the emergence of dawn, hatta matla al-fajr. So the entire night is peace. And here, you know, peace also means Allah is. You know, how, uh, you, you have an argument with your friend, but then what do you say, bro? Khalas man, let's make up, man. Peace. I have no hard feelings with you Allah here is also telling the, the sinful His sinful slaves That I'm willing to You know Make peace with you, you Are you up for it? You want to make peace and خلاص, Get your life in order Get back on track Get on Salatul mustaqim, Or you want to continue in your crooked, crooked lifestyle In your messed up habits You know You want to make peace? And look at the beauty here of the word salam. Make, we- make peace with me in this night. I will make your entire life full of peace. So beautiful, right? Just make peace with me in this one night. Decide to fix your life. Decide to get on the track. Decide to get rid of your bad habits. And I will make your entire life filled with peace. Salamun hatta matla' al-fajr. And salam also, think of it this way. Allah is sending you his sal- salams. Through his angels as they come down. What an honor, right? Allah's literally inviting you, you know. He's giving you salam, saying, hey, you want to you wanna get your act together this year, this night? You want to come to me? You want to realize what your purpose is and get serious about life, you know? And so, um, hiya Hatta Matla al Fajr. The best time to read, also we're learning here. What was the previous Surah Iqra. Here we're learning Matla al Fajr. You know? The best time to read Quran and connect it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is they say during the time of Fajr, right? In Qur'an Al and that the reading of the Qur'an during the Fajr time is witnessed. Witnessed by who? Witnessed by Allah, by the angels, you know And the Quran will be a witness for you on the Day of Judgment If you read in that time So the link between the previous surah and this surah So um, here also, lastly The Prophet ﷺ is reciting this surah to who? Let's just try to uh, understand the context He's reciting this surah to who? Quraysh and the Sahaba So Sahaba are extremely excited about today qadr What about the Quraysh? Imagine what they must be feeling Put yourself in the shoes of Abu Jahal. You know, Allah already like gave him big dose previous surah, right? You know, that uh, you know. you know. And so Allah is telling us here that I mean, the, the perspective of Quraysh is basically, man, we're missing out. <laughs> we're missing out on this night, man. Shahr. These Muslims, man. They have a pretty good deal, So Allah is kind of enticing them. Yani. Okay, you want? Come. Salam. You can come also. It's okay. I'll, I'll forgive all your past sins. So you see how when you put yourself in the context of like, the situation, it makes like this more alive, yani, these messages and these ayat. How like they would respond to these. Allah is saying, "We can forgive all my past sins and, and clean my slate, even the kafir. Yes, even the kafir." So we ask Allah subhanahu wa taala, inshaAllah to make us people who appreciate the Quran, appreciate this night. Um, you know, I remind, remind myself and you guys that you know, Inna anzalnahu. Take this night seriously. Yeah, this is a serious night. It's an opportunity. Beware of arrogance and pride. A lot of people say, yeah khadr, you know, I got it last year, you know, my sins are clean and this year I, w- I took care of myself, so you know, alhamdulillah, I'm okay. That's also arrogance, right? I don't need little Qadr, you know, I got it last year and Alhamdulillah I spend my entire year with my Quran and my you know, I do my Qiyam and I'm reading five times so al Qadr is for the messed up people. I'm okay alhamdulillah. My Iman is high. So shaitan can come to you also in this form of arrogance, and you know. Lastly, Ramadan is the month of Quran, and Allah made this night the night of Quran, and and we learned from the concept of Qadr that this is the night of transformation. This month is the month of transformation. This night is the night of transformation. So let's, inshallah, make the best use of it. Upgrade your duas, you know. Ask Allah for things in your dunya to improve your lifestyle and to achieve big visions inshallah and to inshallah make this world a better place